0: There is something profound going on at Skinwalker Ranch and it begs to be studied. The legend is that things happen on this ranch. What if some of it's real? Whoa, that's a definite being. Who or what could we be dealing with? I didn't believe in the paranormal when I came out on this ranch. And I paid a pretty hefty price. Curse of Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to Skinwalker Watch Along, episode 6, Poking the Nest. It is myself, Andy, with my co-host, as always, Dan. How are you this evening?
0: I'm good, thanks Andy. How are you?
1: I am awesome. And I won't put you on the spot with any really awkward questions, Dan, as I may have done in the first effort at recording this. So yeah, we're, we're six episodes along with three more episodes to go. Oh no, this one, Uh, episode 7, and then we have our last episode 8, which is more of a recappy episode, which will be good for us and for the show itself as well. But six episodes in, how are you feeling about the series, Dan?
0: It's a great show. I'm glad that that they've made it.
1: Yeah, it's been really good and it's it took a few episodes to find its feet and really get its own tone. But as it's gone on and we've we've really got into some of the the experiments, we can see where they're going. And I think already at this point I'm almost ready for a second season, which I am glad it's been confirmed is in the pre production stages just now, so really excited for that. But yeah, it's it's very much building and building and building. And it's going to stop just as I think we get to potentially the really, really good stuff. Uh, But that's why we've got a second season on the horizon, folks. So yeah, um, really excited for it. As always, this is a Patreon early access exclusive. This will be going online straight away on Monday night, 13th of July. Thank you, everyone over at patreon.com forward slash that ufo podcast of course this episode will drop into the main free feed this coming friday at 9 a.m uk time as well um just as well a little heads up this week if you're listening to this on the free feed the interview with buddy of alien protocols will be available for you to listen to really great interview a great chat with buddy dan has already had a sneak preview of the episode dan i'll put you on the spot now although we've talked about it what were some of your thoughts on the chat with buddy
0: uh, it was a really, really insightful conversation. Um the the only downside to it is that it ended. I hope you have him back soon.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh yeah, I'll I'll definitely be speaking to Buddy again. He was great to talk to. Um and it does have a tie in with Skinwalker Ranch, as we'll come back to later on and we do discuss Skinwalker Ranch among many, many other things. So do check that out and At the end of this episode, please listen to the very end, as I'm sure you do anyway, as I see from the Skinwalker watch-along numbers. But uh, myself and Dan will be revealing one of the next guests to come along on the main show uh, to be interviewed. We've already had Thomas Winterton. We have another guest, one of the other stars of the show who will be appearing uh, on episode maybe 12 or 13 of that UFO podcast. So stick around and I'll unveil the name right at the end of this episode. But without further ado, let's wind up the videos, the DVRs, your dodgy streams, I'm sure none of you have, or however you're choosing to watch this episode. So myself and Dan, um, we've got it lined up with no adverts. We've got the file on our um, respective computers. Uh, Dan will give it a three to... One play. So we get a bit of a previous recap on uh, the episode five. Episode five, Dan. Looking back, what were were some of your resounding thoughts?
0: Uh, the one that stuck with me from episode five. Uh, I know it's the the same as yours, really. It's that manhole cover. It was it was a really dramatic unveil. There was an immediate effect on Travis. Um, there were injuries that kind of. I mean, you would see them there on screen on his face, um, and you had the Brandon telling the story of the the catatonic visitor in the same area.
1: Yeah, there was some good highlights there, uh, and you see about Travis's face; he does tan incredibly well, doesn't he? As well, you can he see but he, he has those shades on constantly. But yeah, there was there was some definite <laughs> marks left over, like basically radiation burns. Yeah. So, Travis, as we've said, has had this journey. He's very much been the Walter White of Skinwalker Ranch where he has gone from, you know, mild mannered sceptic to full blown UFO Skinwalker hunter as we see him climbing through. And do you know what I've noticed now looking back at the intro sequence, they make Travis out to be this incredible explorer, don't they? Like he was going to climb <laughs> down one of those sinkholes, but he never actually really went down it. He basically no. put his feet in it and then said, oh, let's get out of here. So some beautiful scenery, as I always like to say. Skinwalker Ranch is a stunning area. And we've got some cameras set up and kind of shown different areas of the ranch. Uh, We see Eric Bard spying on Thomas Winterton. I'm sure that was just for dramatic effect. But yeah, I've commented that Eric is sitting in the God chair in that HQ. What I wouldn't give for a couple of hours. I'd love to do a podcast from Skinwalker Ranch. If you're listening, Brandon Fugo, from that chair in that command center. That would be a bit of a dream so yeah that that is a very cool room one day one day yeah one day soon so i Travis think i is... think the
0: the bigelow guys they had 12 cameras over the whole property and we've spoken about how janky they were before and now they've got these well these modern uh wi-fi cameras that give you access from your smartphone wherever you are on the planet like that's pretty cool that's a hell of an upgrade yeah
1: and you know what that was something like the the thomas winterton interview i done on episode eight of that ufo podcast check out in the archives people um he talked about that that well brandon doesn't just throw all his money at you know all the technology he can they're building it up on the ranch as well and that's something you kind of see as the series goes on they'll buy something and you know what if it works and they can get something more out of it they'll clearly go and spend the money and it's brandon's money to upgrade equipment and that goes on more and more and more so and as we know thomas has a really pivotal part in upgrading and um installing that kind of technology in the ranch as well same as eric bard so that's pretty cool
0: that's it's a good timing actually that little thing in uh in their hands now um that is called a hathaway anomaly detector and they don't really go into it here uh george hathaway was a scientist and engineer uh who wrote two of the DIDs commissioned by OSAP for the program. <clears throat> um, he wrote the, the two titles were Superconductors in Gravity Research and Maverick versus Corporate Research Structures. Um, he runs a company, Hathaway Research International. Uh, they have investigated highly enormous, highly anomalous materials and phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Silver and Keith Bastfield did really great articles on it. Um, Just have a Google and have a look for those. Uh, But it basically detects everything. Um, Gamma, x-ray, microwave, it has a 360 uh, visual camera, sound down to two uh, hertz. So you can kind of get those really low vibrations that Travis was experiencing at the beginning of the last episode. Um, Mechanical vibrations, gases, temperature, magnetic fields, pressure, humidity. So you can see it's really everything. And it sends that up to the cloud. So should anything happen to it, uh, it can process it on the cloud, and you can access it from anywhere. And it alerts the users as well when stuff it uh, senses things. So next time they have a UFO sighting, that should pick it up.
1: Awesome. Uh, so that, That's awesome knowledge. That is that is <laughs> quality researching done there. Uh, yeah, you can clearly see just from that that they're starting to put their money where their mouth is, and they want to pick up more and more and more. And if that's the type of equipment that they've now got on the ranch, like Bigelow for all his studies and the, that NIDS team studies were famous. It, it does seem like the equipment got really depleted. So they've definitely kicked up a few notches now on the ranch. Um, something Travis was just talking about before that we've missed. He, he mentioned about the powerful energy on the ranch. And that's something obviously we spoke about with with Buddy. I or, or spoke about with Buddy on an interview I had with him last week. That will be out shortly. Um it, more and more, like you say, this equipment can read things like that. Energies on the ranch is something that people seem to... It was, uh, later on in this episode, we've got Larry Cespich, uh, one of the Ute tribe leaders, comes in. And again, there's a focus of energy, being a powerful place, a really mysterious place. More and more, theory-wise, that's something people come along to. What What's your kind of thoughts on the whole idea of, of being a kind of powerful place, Dan?
0: Well, I think there are certain things in physics that suggests a role of consciousness at play. Um, And I think the more we understand consciousness as a field, we're going to understand the different things affect it. Um, Now, if there's some phenomena at the ranch that amplifies that and, you know, lets whatever happened happen, I think we're going to come to the understanding that these, you know, these strange, powerful feelings are just, these fields that we don't understand and we don't have tools to read yet.
1: So the guys are heading out to Homestead 2 at the moment, Dragon looking as happy as ever. Dragon and Travis have got a pretty nice relationship by this point. It's
0: very love-hate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, brothers.
1: Yeah, they, they're both on very different ends of the spectrum but travis appreciates he's quite he's a lot more gung-ho and adventurous as such and like we talked about in the last episode dragon's got a job he's head of security um, i seen someone posting on one of the skinwalker ranch pages uh, just yesterday on facebook one of the fan groups that i kind of joined up to be a part of and they were saying that they're heading out that way to visit and do you think they'll be allowed on the ranch? And like it's been discussed before, and I spoke about with Thomas and you've seen in different interviews, Skinwalker Ranch is an ongoing scientific study. The whole area is basically one huge experiment with lots of other experiments going on around about it. Any trespassers unknowingly and unwittingly can ruin weeks and weeks worth of experiments and data. So it's very unlikely just turning up. um, Or as one person put it on the group that there's a reason there is armed security at the gates. It's not one you just knock and yeah, yeah, come on in.
0: It's a good way of putting it. And it's it's worth uh, this moment in the show is actually really relevant to what you're saying as well. There's an element of danger um, that comes and goes. It's not just that one place is dangerous so you can avoid it. Normal places seem to become harmful at a moment's notice and vice versa. Um, You know, this, this well isn't given a reading of anything above background levels now, whereas Travis, was injured um so yeah people people should be careful that is the one thing i'd say about my maps feel free to have a look at them but please don't use it in the trespass
1: <laughs> yeah don't use dan's maps as a guide to actually explore the ranch and anything other than some kind of virtual realm or augmented reality um again maybe that's something in future dan that you can hook up with brandon and do a kind of guided maps of the the ranch and
0: yeah that'd be cool very cool. There, there are some um. The, the locals have some view-in spots called UFO Hill, um, and that's a ways from the ranch. It's not on the ranch property. It's a nice spot. If there's anything above the ranch, you will see it from there. But ask the locals when you go. That's what I would say.
1: Something to touch on, and it may be something about nothing. But when they were doing those readings round about the, the the well where previously they got exposed to levels of radiation and Travis got the injury. They do mention and it may be a throwaway comment, but their readings are lower than normal. So even there is there something to the fact that there was even less radiation than they would expect for a background level, so
0: I mean possibly. You know, anomalies both go, go both ways. You, know, you can have excessive amounts of energy or too low. Yeah, just so, the yeah, you're right just the absence, just of the absence yeah
1: so absolutely we've got the guys heading back in the vans as we're about to get a, a special delivery aren't we as we get a beautiful sunrise over the mesa so timestamp july 26 almost uh, a year to the day from this episode being recorded as to when the, the tv show was filmed so we've got thomas and jim morse the ranch manager they are ready to welcome our new guests we have lionel and jed uh sound like a bad cabaret act over here in the uk (laughs) lionel and jed doing a string of 70s 80s and 90s pop hits but lionel and jed are a couple of alpacas aren't they dan
0: they are they are i'm imagining um them on an album cover now
1: yeah lionel and jed looking really
0: serious yeah (laughs)
1: Maybe a bad or on one of them. Dan, I think you'll disappoint the listeners uh, if you don't spit some mad alpaca knowledge
0: at us right now. I don't know much, well, any alpaca knowledge. Alpaca my bags? <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> this is that's a terrible cool. dad joke for you instead. How's that? Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll take a dad joke all day. I don't talk about much <laughs> that I'm a dad on the show, so that might be people going, he's a dad. Yes, some... Sometimes I manage to fit uh, in podcasting around having a couple of very young children as well. So as Dan finds out when he gets random texts at random times saying, <laughs> I can't do it right now. Can you put it back seven hours? And he's very, very good with uh, my crazy scheduling. So.
0: But here we've got
1: the... Uh, alpacas are weird animals. I'm going to say it right now. If you were going to have something on a ranch that looked alien, alpacas look like dwarf camels, don't they?
0: Yeah. Like if if I was you know, a, a creature encountering an alpaca for the first time, I'd freak out. I would. No wonder they get a response. Or rather they don't, do they? But no wonder that they're using them. <laughs>
1: no. and, and we can say it now is, as if you're watching this, you're probably not watching this episode for the first time. The, the alpacas are probably the most controversial moment of the season Um, For me, it's definitely one of the most controversial Because as we know, they they do get attacked Later in the episode It is cute, not attacked by this dog This really friendly dog that they have on the ranch
0: Yeah, the dog looks curious
1: Do you know what, have they ever told us the dog's name? I don't remember hearing the dog's name Yeah, that's poor, we should really ask that The dog should get an official casting And mention on the show
0: Get you the dog on the podcast
1: Absolutely, we've got Brandon on just now so that's something I feel he's really missed out on is, is giving the dog his his rightful place, but yeah the alpacas, you've got Lionel and Jed, they're not young they're a bit older, and they are again being used as an animal, they've got a great field of vision they're very alert, very aware of their surroundings and again they have been put in that bait pen, and we discussed that with Thomas Winterton, and we've discussed it on here as well, that it's still a working ranch, the animals aren't there, are being used as bait but again it's sort of a, a warning system more of an alert but in a way I suppose is that still is that still a fair way to, to bring these animals onto this ranch in your opinion Dan
0: I mean unless the animals have signed a consent form you know they're, they're still being corralled somewhere and, and I appreciate that they were honest about that that it was just an attack and the show played it up a bit and now they're safer in a better enclosure
1: yeah and that's it and we'll we'll absolutely come back to the alpacas later on in the episode one of my favorite things about this series has been the the outsiders the third party mechanics drillers all that kind of stuff that they have on these different people and faces that turn up and get to find out more about the locals and the the further reaches of skinwalker ranch and the the area but larry Sesputch is probably my favorite one-off guest who appears in this series larry just is one of those guys that people use the word wisdom too much he screams and oozes wisdom knowledge spirituality you could listen to this guy talk for a long long time he's a very cool guy like gravitas you know yes yes like wow he was made for the camera um yeah he's an awesome guy to get on here like not only does he look cool but again I think dragon seems a little bit in awe, in awe of him as well um so they're, they're having a chat with Larry and Larry basically talks about you know portals in the area um he mentions things not of this earth you know he's he's not ashamed or afraid to call out what he believes his people believe and what others in the area different tribes and different groups believe. That there is something going on that can't be explained away by human origins or, you know, just a kind of an animal appearing or a group of animals. This this is something that, you know, we don't really necessarily know. But he's got such yeah, a calmness absolutely. about it as well. He's very assured.
0: Yeah, he is. But then, you know, I mean, he, he's at peace with the world. Yeah, that's... <laughs> he a, kind he's... of accepts that there are these things out there that are uh, ethereal and You know, just kind of smoke through your fingers, so to speak.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, you've got an interest, and no doubt you listen to that UFO podcast as well. You've got an interest in ufology, UFOs, myth, lores, beasts, remote viewing, you know, whatever it might be. I still get frustrated when I have to speak to someone who's maybe not got the same interest levels I do, or, you know, we've all had those conversations of you believe in UFOs? Yeah, I believe in UFOs. Oh, what? And the more you get into it, there comes a point where it just descends into farce on that other person's behalf and they, ah, i don't believe that and you really believe these things come all well this way just to do, do, do and it gets so frustrating and annoying larry seems the type of guy that that just doesn't phase that he can very calmly give you what he thinks what his people think why they think it and he really doesn't care about what someone might say back um, Yeah. so that, that's what i love about larry
0: absolutely i love i love a uh a project that dived into kind of these stories you know do you know of anything like that that might be made
1: hmm. Um, hmm. maybe something to the stars have talked about <laughs> um did you want to discuss that in any more detail dan thanks for setting us up on that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a subtle setup wasn't it uh, um yeah to the stars and making a, a documentary kind of exploring the kind of the tribal history of the the native tribes of America, um, which will be really amazing. I'm really glad they're championing the cause and working together with the organisation to do it. Um, And there are some really intriguing things in the the mythos that kind of cross over with what we see as the phenomenon.
1: And I think you you get this image, don't you, in movies, TV shows, even cartoons going back, okay, that you've got the native American tribe sitting around uh, a campfire, you know, you get the smoking peace pipes and, you know, even in the cartoony ones, it's all—it's still very spiritual. It's always a dark night, the stars are in the sky and you get those those moments where the stars move and you see clouds of smoke gathering and forming figures and <laughs> that seems to be something that, that the Utes and, and those types of tribes have never lost. Something I talked about with Sean Cahill, that, that the spirituality that so many of these cultures still have, that yeah. maybe in a more Western I don't want to say more civilised, because, by God, some of the cultures we have are far from civilised, you know, um, but, yeah, it's absolutely, but the, these people that in and, and so many ways don't seem as advanced, they're spiritually far, far, far more advanced than we could wish to be, and maybe that's why they can still have contact with ETs, with UTs, with other dimensions, and that's why they kind of live in a bit of a synchronicity with whatever's going on in skinwalker ranch because to be fair for we hear about these attacks and incidents going on you don't really hear much about the the neighboring tribes having too many attacks or you know those sorts of incidents happen to them
0: yeah that's true there's a a lot of folklore there um i remember diving into it kind of when i was going through the x-files for the first time when i was back on and there there are lots and lots and lots of stories. But yeah, you're right. The, the neighbouring tribes thing is a fair point. Uh,
1: so we've got Travis um, talking with Larry just now that they were going to be looking to do some digging potentially. And as we know, bad things happen when you dig. It takes me back to that first episode all those weeks ago. And Larry has mentioned to the guys, look, what we could do is a bit of a blessing. Um, and it's almost asking for permission and basically a bit of a prayer for the safety and I read it out, so it's Look Father, Creator of all good things, this land, Ute people. I remember let, this. Let me hear you. Help these men who want to know what it is. Help us, and he lays down some tobacco. Help us. Thank you, creator. Good spirits.
0: I really like the solemn vibe they take in the show there. Like, yeah. it's really respectful. and
1: Very. And even Larry, you, you feel like he's had a bit of a moment himself, hasn't he? Because you see at yeah. the end of that a bit of a... And, and listen, yeah, I, I'm sure. not particularly, particularly religious as I've spoke about, you know, each to their own and people have got different beliefs and different, different reasons why but there's something to the way Larry holds himself like we've talked about. And, and even just there, it's that whole one with nature, one with what's going on roundabout, about. And it's and it is just asking for a permission, isn't it? Like
0: It's like Neo, you know, when Neo kind of is fully formed in the Matrix and he's just he's calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: and when he first goes back to fight the agents and he just he can just handle it. and It's one handed. Yeah, yeah. Just steps back. And it's so easy. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the vibe I get from Larry.
1: Yeah, we totally have to do a Matrix review one day. Yeah, I've watched them a few times recently, but I won't go on. Um, so here we have Thomas Winterton, our own Neil, cutting down some branches in the trees. Uh, they're basically setting up room to dig because they've got a certain spot that you remember from the last episode, they had the ground penetrating radar, came in, done some scans, and we've got what looks suspiciously like some domes or... ET spacecraft, let's just say it, or massive quartz reserves. As Dan put a dampener on it, but quite rightly said, it might not be something that incredible after all. It could just be some big boulders. But that's th- that's what this is. That's why we're objective and we have to be honest. We don't. Just know to be clear,
0: I want there to be a UFO underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're desperate. I don't want, to want it to be a reserve. giant. But then a giant resonant quartz piece of quartz, then there are other effects that come from that it could be just as exciting
1: there are there could be ets inside the quartz. (laughs) you don't know
0: um speaking of ets uh buddy um you mentioned earlier uh did a remote viewing of skinwalker ranch um on linda malton howe's uh channel uh, earth files um, and just to kind of summarize, I'd recommend that everyone go listen to it, but he's a great guy and he's really worth uh, listening to talk about all sorts of subjects. He also speaks on the Maja UFO. Um, but he says that there is an underground space beneath Skinwalker ranch man where they manufacture craft. There is no way in or out. There's no tunnels. There's no doors. He has no idea how they are getting it in and out. Um, they are AI biological machines, uh, or post biological, they were made here, they are a second generation. Um, so they weren't the ones that arrived, whatever machines arrived first, made these. Um, and there are many different uh places like this all over the universe. And he specifically mentioned the moon, um Ganymede um as being in a way station for for a second generation beings and uh, Europa as well, which I thought was interesting. That's,
1: that's a big uh watery moon, isn't it? It is, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that when I speak to Buddy for a second time, I would absolutely love to be to be getting into. I think you'll find my interview with Buddy is maybe a little more grounded in his background and the basics of remote viewing. And, and like you say, we we touch on the magic UFO stuff as well because my interview was recorded the night after he done the Linda Moulton Howe show but that hadn't been released until recently. So I could have scooped Linda moulton Howe if I had released that episode earlier. Uh, <laughs> Not I'm,
0: many people have seen that one, I don't think. So you, you could, depending on how your marketing goes, you could Yeah. You could.
1: <laughs> I'll see if I can get Ancient Aliens retweeting the show for me again, like did, <laughs> the, the Anthony LePay show. That was a cool moment Amazing. for me. Um, but yeah, so guys, we've got some digging going on. We've got some Armageddon, Bruce Willis-level drilling rigs on the go here. Thomas, bless him, removes himself from the scene. Again, that's just due to his previous injuries,
0: and that, that's probably sensible, Dan. Would you agree? still makes me panic, like uh, like Haunted House movies, when a person goes off on their own. Totally understand why it's sensible, but any time in a horror film where someone goes off on their own, they never come back.
1: And, and listen, let's be honest, Homestead 2 looks like a horror film set. That is somewhere you would not want to be later yeah.
0: On your you don't own, you go off on your own. Homestead oh, too.
1: <laughs> no. Um. I wonder if who would be the most likely, do you think, to wander about the ranch himself at night of all the cast?
0: Dragon. Do you think so? No, actually, I think he'd be more sensible than that. Eric.
1: I I don't. I think Jim. I think Jim Segala. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he has, a, cock, he has a cockiness him? and an assuredness about him that he's very scientific and while he knows there's something going on he just strikes me as the yeah I'll, I'll be fine type
0: I, I think Eric would just he doesn't care what's out there he would just be around the ranch with all of his scientific toys taking readings and trying to figure out what it is
1: Episode 1 Travis he would walk around late at night himself Episode <laughs> 4, 5 and 6 Travis not so
0: much we, know those we need kids. to be specific when we're talking about Travis's now. <laughs>
1: oh, God, yeah. I mean, episode eight. Travis is ready to move out to Roswell, New Mexico and
0: buy a trailer. Like, um, He's just in a post-Skinwalker world now.
1: He is. He's, he doesn't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> uh, but the guys are drilling. And if you are into your drilling and, uh, you know, what goes into this level of hydraulics, basically they're trying to get down as far as they can. They've, they've had these previous readings Um, and they're trying to get down to see what might happen if we drill, will we get some samples, can we get that far and as the guys are starting to find out, they're not getting a whole lot are they from the initial samples but as they discussed with Brandon and Dragon was happy to go ahead with, they're going to drill a few feet and then take some measurements, drill a few feet take some measurements and just make sure there's no massive spikes in in radiation which is sensible
0: yeah yeah for sure Um, I'm wondering if they should get Enon Musk to make a tunnel for them underneath.
1: Well, well, listen, that would be a potential next step, right? Especially when you're saying, what, Buddy's remote viewed, okay? And and Buddy's a really cool character and someone who's definitely worth checking out his interviews, checking out his website. And if you've got an interest in remote viewing, um, alienprotocols at gmail.com, I believe is Buddy's email, get in touch with him and then just have that kind of conversation and start that journey with him.
0: Uh, super sleuth on twitter works with him quite a bit as well and you know both of them are just lovely you you mentioned you're into this stuff and you'll get reams of literature on meditation and remote viewing and videos through teaching you how to do it um yeah well worth your time
1: yeah get, get in touch with them um but again if, if buddy they're saying there's potentially things under there like that is it beyond the realms especially if you're a brandon to take a million dollars and get some huge excavating material and just scoop up a big part of the ground and now, I don't want to say all gung-ho and going with some dynamite but if you can blow a big hole in the ground and see what's what they're saying what 20 feet is it 17 feet was the depth yeah that's right that's okay.
0: where it started
1: can we just kind of see what's down there if it's going to be that exciting and
0: I mean that's the dream isn't it Blow a hole in the floor, and then an alien comes up and just says, Hey, what, what, why have you done this?
1: Yeah, what, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? We're down here. Yeah. Found you. <laughs> yeah. Or as you say, that there's no doors, then they're just going, Oh, thank God. Last <laughs> one. Well, actually, I, I don't think an alien would say thank God, would they? They'd be like, Thank no. you. Yeah, because they're probably the gods, but that's a whole other show. Uh, but yeah, they're getting pretty. Fright- <sighs> Dan likes that one, just throwing in the controversy. Um,
0: <laughs> it's good. It's an interesting perspective. One, one of the best podcasts I listened to in the past two weeks was uh, one from uh, Zachary on, oh, really sorry, Zachary, if you're listening, I've forgotten your surname, but it was amazing. It was a, a very Christian look at the phenomenon um, and things like this. It was a very interesting uh, angle.
1: Yeah, I think it was, it was MJ Benias that I spoke to, and he'd mentioned that some of the family that he has or his partner have are and if it wasn't mj i apologize it was someone else but it was the more religious aspects of the family that would be more open to the ufo and uap phenomena and the idea of aliens and ets and the the friends that tend to be more agnostic or you know atheist and don't have that belief Where almost it's harder to convince them that there's that potential out there in the universe so i thought that was pretty interesting
0: it's kind of the opposite of what you expect right (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely
0: like oh wow you are prepared for this more than most actually uh
1: so the guys have been digging and they've taken some samples and they've had some issues haven't they they've they've had a bit of a snag in the ground and they are now moving the drill along and let's try and go a little bit further down and see what we can get see what we can hit but again, what we're going to find out they're going to struggle to drill too deep. One thing you do get a bit of in this episode is there's a lot of drilling going on. Dan, you had some facts for us about hydraulic drills, didn't you? <laughs>
0: oh, wait, not. Why just that guy at the party now?
1: <laughs> you, you, yeah, you have to be. Really random. <laughs> Did you know the hydraulic drill was actually invented in 1852 by a monk?
0: I can try and make some up if I don't know. Yeah, I can go for things like that.
1: Yeah, that's how rumours are, isn't it? You can, it's a dangerous <laughs> it is, yeah. thing to have a podcast that you can just throw out facts as rumours. And... <laughs> right, so this is what I wanted to get to. The wobbly power lines.
0: Yeah, I, I was curious about this because they didn't really come back to it, did they? Nah. And they're
1: doing that thing of, oh, point over my shoulder, look the guys doing the drilling don't look particularly fussed about the wobbly lines. The guys on the show, again, this is one of those moments where I look and go, is, is it something particularly interesting? And I'm looking at the reaction of the two guys who aren't involved in the show, who kind of seem to be going, yeah, and? So, a bit of much, true. To, much ado about nothing, or am I looking into that too much?
0: I, I think think much do about nothing based on the fact that it wasn't followed up on um you know we don't see any like readings of a richter scale or anything like that um but from the team's perspective they're on the lookout for anything odd so why is kind of shaking like crazy i can see why they kind of go hey look at that but don't dwell on it
1: there's always that chance that in the background, just off camera, Jim Morse is standing, frantically shaking the <laughs> at the bottom, trying to get it to move, trying to get it to wobble. It's just Bigelow off screen,
0: just all the way.
1: <laughs> so we're taking some more core dirt samples. And uh, as we're going to see, there's not a whole lot going on, unless you're into your your clay samples and, you know. Can't say I am. Uh, digging for quartz. That could yeah. be the name of your podcast, Dan, if you ever start <laughs> digging for quartz.
0: I'd have to start digging for quartz. My, my hobbyist doesn't go up to that level yet. Not quite there. Not quite hang from Breaking Bad yet. I'll get there. So the guys are desperately um, checking again
1: for radiation for frequency. What's quite funny is, like, if if you notice, Eric and Dragon wander around the homestead, and it might just be the editing, but they're there for all of seven or eight seconds, and you yeah. hear the drill, and then wander back around as a ah, Yeah.
0: And and remember, yeah, like remember last week when I said to you, this is literally just they could see them still. So the fact that just go over here and then come back. Yeah, (laughs) maybe they thought something would happen and they couldn't uh, they couldn't edit around it.
1: Yeah, like last week, I thought they were really far away from them. But as Dan's maps that you have to check out uh, as part of the watch along, even if you're you're not listening to this, then you won't hear this. You should check out the maps anyway.
0: (laughs) Those people, most of all. Yeah,
1: those people, absolutely, most of all, because maybe the maps are what will draw you into the podcast. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, folks, it's free content, you know. It's something to while away the the lockdowns and the quarantines as they come to an end. Um, But, yeah, so the guys aren't finding much. Dragon still seems a little bit annoyed. They've done the drill and they've not found much. However, Travis has made the point. Do you not feel a bit better that, you know, nothing's happened this time? Something they don't mention, though, and I'm going to give our friend Larry Sespuch a shout out here. It was Larry's blessing beforehand that may have had the positive impact and given these guys the permission to do what they've done. And I don't I don't think it's fair they don't mention Larry. So well done and heads up to Larry Sespuch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, I mean, we we don't know that it had the effect, but it can't have done any harm, right? And all, yeah. all the stories and the myths and the lore that we kind of hear all suggest that Larry doing that would have been the way to go. I would
1: love so, to see, yeah. in the, the second season, Larry come back in one episode and just start by opening up, going, you know, I'm a calm and reasoned guy, but I noticed you never gave the blessing any credit in episode 6. <laughs> I listened actually to a podcast watch along of the episode and and they did thank me for the blessing. So if you're listening to this, Larry Sespooch, you know, thank you for the for the one."
0: Larry on a t shirt, I think.
1: Oh, I would love to get Larry on the podcast.
0: You should get Larry on the podcast. I don't maybe, know if Larry's maybe get ever in touch done. with TJ and ask for his contact deeds. Yeah. Maybe Larry's
1: the guest. I'm going to confirm right at the end of this episode. Hmm. Then again, maybe not, folks. Um, however, it is a good guess, trust me. So we have a vet has turned up. Uh, Tom, the, one of the caretakers, um, is a bit concerned. They've got the alpacas um, and we see a horrendous shot of the back of one of the alpacas and its leg. And it has been pretty much chewed all on the back. It's It's been attacked viciously. And this is something that drew a lot of controversy, Dan, didn't it, at
0: the time? Yeah, it really did um some people accuse of like cruelty to animals um but i know at least one person that said their partner turned it off um and said they weren't watching the show from this point onwards um which is unfortunate because it's the one blip in an otherwise very very good season
1: And like we've said before, as a working ranch, I think the issue that people have had with it, and quite rightly, and and like I say, Thomas Winterton addressed this as well, it's how it's edited, it's sensationalised, and rather than come out and say that the animals look like they've clearly been attacked um, and been disturbed, and it wasn't nice for them to go through, and they've been really stressed, obviously. But it's made out to be something it's not. This was not a huge direwolf creature coming through a portal. This was not some alien attack the animals have been attacked by an animal or a predator that's got onto the ranch like like you say with the bars, they're in a bait pen it's not as if they're particularly well shielded
0: yeah, yeah there, are, for sure. there are
1: plenty of animals could squeeze through those bars
0: but then I guess they haven't had al- alpaca there before so how are they to know that it was going to react, but then they yeah. were hoping to get a reaction right so. yeah. and,
1: and absolutely and you make two really valid points how were they to know it was going to happen? They didn't, okay? But, like you say, they were also hoping for a reaction. This was one of the possible reactions, and they got a reaction. The issue, like we kind of said, wasn't it? was the way it's been portrayed. It was nothing yeah. alien, nothing paranormal, uh, no skinwalker-related activity other than the fact a couple of animals, one particularly, has been victim of an attack on the ranch. But, thankfully... Um, Lionel and Jed are both safe and sound recording new material for the coming Christmas season and will be appearing at a fairground hopefully near you but no, they're they're doing well and hopefully make an appearance back in the second season as well
0: The pens they're in now are much 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 better protected, Um, they're the same ones as you saw the cameras installed in at the beginning of the episode Um, so yeah, they are really looked after with a high tech security system, better than me actually (laughs)
1: Better, better, Better than us (laughs) the the animals are doing okay and they've got free wi-fi so they're happy it doesn't look Um, too disturbed it's one's gonna be quite happy that's that's
0: nice nice to see the the blood always works looks worse than the wound right is that what they say usually that's uh, that's what i'm told i might have had a particularly bad wound though and they were trying to (laughs) relax me i don't know
1: I was going to say I can't remember the last time I was attacked by a pack of wild dogs out in <laughs> out on a ranch. But then, as we know, Dan wants to spend a night out camping on the ranch. As I've already said, I'll be spending time in one of the quality motels uh, You can nearby. sit in the chair. I will sit in the got. Listen, I would want to spend the night on the ranch in that command center, locked away, safe with the magnets.
0: You might still experience stuff though.
1: I, that would be fine, and I'd be happy well, as long to as you're inside. It. On, on camera or on the porch where I could run back inside. Obviously, okay. my main thing, I, I want to see something in the sky, some kind of UFO. Um, but yeah, they're, they're back in the command center just now and I think it speaks volumes that Dragon looks a bit disgusted and a bit unhappy. They're talking about the attack, they, they're looking at the pen, they're looking at the video and there's there's not a whole lot to see other than it's, it's a little hint of hint of the I'm going to compare the attack on these alpacas to Princess Diana being killed in that tunnel, Dan. Now, you may not be expecting where I go with this. However, remember when Princess Diana's car went into the tunnel? Uh, People won't be able to see Dan's reaction, how he's laughing on camera. I'm
0: so intrigued by where this is going.
1: (laughs) Now, where were all the cameras pointing that night they went into the tunnel? All the security cameras were pointing at the wall. Because the tunnel had just been cleaned that weekend and the cameras hadn't been turned back round. So unfortunately, on the night Princess Diana's car entered that fateful tunnel in Paris, nothing filmed it or picked it up. Much like the alpacas incident here, where when one of were the in cameras... Paris. No? okay. Yeah, these <laughs> alpacas were in Paris with their driver, um, who was not breathalyzed. No, these alpacas, they do mention one of the cameras that was pointing at the pen had just suddenly went down. So, Uh one, you could theorise, had that camera been played with by the ranch? Or would you say the camera had been, you know, it, it did just have a malfunction and turned off? Or have they just chosen not to use that camera's footage because it clearly shows a random animal attacking the alpacas and that would not be worthy of using on the show?
0: It's a good point. I'm I'm going to go with not the second option only because I I want to believe that or rather they they haven't shown me any manipulation in the show like that and that's particularly heavy-handed that would might put me off <laughs> a bit so
1: I feel it would be only fair of me to lay all those options on the table because we don't know, do we? But we're going to go yeah, with it. Sure. Has just been a bit of a malfunction with all that really high-tech, expensive equipment, and one of those cameras just happened to be turned off at that time. You know, much like Princess Diana's, you know, inside job when she was killed by Prince Philip. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. We've got the Matrix, and <laughs> we've had Princess Diana mentioned on we this can mix podcast those too. Yeah, totally. You can tell we're getting more comfortable, folks, as the podcast goes on. We've got some <laughs> references in there as well um but yeah so we've had the alpaca incident they do get moved they're all safe now which is great um and we're very much heading towards the end of this episode and the build-up to episode seven which while it's the penultimate episode pretty much is the last episode of the series um that would be related to the ranch directly
0: is that fair to say dan yeah i think so i think so
1: and we have brandon finishing off the episode just being brandon i would say it but there was there wasn't a lot of brandon is it in this episode was there
0: there wasn't um i'm watching it back this time while we recorded just the structure of the episode where the digging doesn't really amount to much so they need a big finish and then they got yeah. their big you know you know what i'm getting at the
1: <laughs> so next episode we have some potential black military choppers flying overhead cattle mutilations everyone's favorite crazy aunt linda Moulton Howe, makes an appearance and yeah we have uh dead cattle being moved about and another ufo appears in the sky a ufo, a UFO. yeah uh, well, uh, do you know what the episode's finished before i ask your your thoughts on the episode and a summary dan what's your thoughts on people pronouncing ufo ufo
0: you know, the only person that's been able to get away with it and make me feel okay with it is Travis in this show. Thanks, think so. he's kind of got the accent where he can, you know, it's it sounds right. Um, it's more of a southern thing, I, isn't I, it? I think, yeah, like, is it a southern accent, I yeah, that makes sense to me. But otherwise, I just imagine Fox Maldon taking the mickey out of somebody.
1: Maybe some of the listeners can get in touch and tag at UFO UAPM, or at uh, The Signal on Twitter. And let us know—is that just a southern thing that our southern US that you say UFO are not UFO? Yeah. Any northern US people want to tell us about that? But yeah, either way, episode's finished. Folks. I, episode really six serious. is in the bag, poking <laughs> the nest. So the nest was poked, and it seemed that most of the hornets were already out on vacation at this point. So Dan, where are we at going into the penultimate episode of the series?
0: Well, the digging didn't really amount to much in this one, which I kind of like. There's been a few times during uh, the watch along where we've said it would be nice to see something not amount to much. Um, but then again, I hope it's something we come back to in season two. Um, uh, then we've had a, a few sightings uh, in the skies over the branch um some weird ambient effects, uh readings taken, hard scientific readings. These aren't just stories that were passed down um to family members and our milkmen and things like that. We finally have data. Um yeah, and I guess that's where we are in the show, isn't it? <clears throat> Gathering data, kind of finding out the bits that we need to probe a bit deeper in for season two.
1: That's it. I feel the guys have done a lot of work now that they've they've started all those experiments that have definitely given cause for Brandon to have seen a bit of a return on his investment from a scientific point of view and they have their argument now for a bigger budget not necessarily for a second season because that's tv related but a bigger budget to take their experiments in the next phase of the investigation on the ranch up a notch and that's something Brandon's talked about before of you know ruining the investigation let's take this to the next step because there's a lot on there and potentially as we've found out from a remote viewer there is potentially some exciting stuff under the ground as well but that remains yet to be seen folks uh thank you for sticking with us right through to the end of the episode episode six so i can confirm if you've made it this far and i won't post this on twitter yet for another few days but dragon from skinwalker ranch brian arnold has really kindly agreed to come on the show and be interviewed with myself, which will be really, really cool as well. So if you're listening to this, particularly if you're one of the patrons and you get that early access or queue jump privilege for your questions, please send in any questions you've got for Dragon. I'll be doing that interview in the next week or so, just depending on scheduling, because of course Dragon and the Skinwalker Ranch crew are all in uh post or sorry pre-production mode just now, getting ready to film season two, which starts in the next couple of weeks as well. So really, really excited for that. Um, so yeah get your questions in for dragon about season one they'll try and get a little bit out on what's going to be coming up in season two as well and just kind of his thoughts as well so that will be a really good one getting brian arnold uh, dragon as you may know him on the that ufo podcast main show so again folks follow us over at ufo uap am on twitter follow the show that ufo podcast on facebook and we're also getting a bit more active on instagram as well that ufo podcast You've got Dan, you can follow on Twitter at The Signal and Dan has done some incredible artwork like we talked about on last week's show. And I've put all the tags for those going forward in the description as well. So if you want to have a little look, Dan's got some cool T-shirts, some holographic stickers as well, which Sean Cahill has been slapping around some of the naval bars around uh, is it California, Sean stays.
0: Yeah, one in the closest possible bar to uh, Guadalupe Island which is very cool that is very
1: very cool and you can check that out on uh, sean at menti hyperspace uh his twitter feed as well so dan's got some really cool artwork on there folks go over give it a share give it a like and you know throw a couple of dollars a couple of pounds a couple of euros a couple of pesetas whatever currency you choose to use as well for some really cool gear (laughs) yeah he'll he'll take anything um he he takes love as a payment if you can email him some love he'll take that in audio form and he will send you (laughs) 10 t-shirts for some love is that right dan
0: oh no dan's confirming he
1: wants cash yeah pd <laughs> cash. but yeah definitely check out dan's artwork folks uh, he's very very talented as well as being a great podcast co-host as well so dan that's all we've got time for on this week's episode thank you very much thank you awesome and folks remember as always keep looking up you never know what you might see